Oh, well, Beef, bring him in then. Bring him in. <laughs> uh, it's our absolute pleasure. For the first time in 2024, and it won't be the last, uh, he'll be a regular, and especially <laughs> now... Well, we'll have to get to the bottom of it, Curse. Is he retired or is he just in between drinks, so mm. to speak? Johnny Foa, live for the first time in 2024. Johnny, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, Beaver, mate. And yourself? Yeah, well, well. Uh, first of all, what's, what is going to be occupying Johnny in 2024? There's a new gig, uh, a new position I hear in, uh, back in Auckland. Yeah, back in the smoke, mate, at the old uh, rugby club, old um, Auckland University, <laughs> the Vipers. Um, just helping <laughs> running things there, mate. Um, you know, it's a bit of an ask-the-nose kind of job. I'm taking deliveries, you know, generating funds and all that kind of stuff. But found myself um, scrubbing the floors in the kitchen yesterday. So, you know, a humble man back to humble beginnings. And would this include uh, a job such as maybe bar manager on a Saturday afternoon? Is that, is that part of the job description? Bar consumer, most probably, you know what I mean? You've got to ask that question, you know. There's not many deals done behind the bar, it's all in front of the bar, you know, guys. So, you know, I don't want to be taking up too much time. And, you know, everything's above board at last. And I don't even have my bar license yet, you know. So, you know, all in good time, you might be flicking a, flicking a few points, you know. I uh, never got to invite to the old Wolf and Beaver in Waiuku, but um, I heard that close down in a real hurry. <laughs> And, and, and apart from potentially being the bar manager at Varsity, uh, would there be a coaching aspect to this new gig that you've got? Obviously, uh, they'd be wanting to tap into all your knowledge there. Oh, of course, mate. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still interested in old rugby, and it's great to have a role like this. That's part of rugby, but not quite hands-on, but... You know, oink, oink, can't help myself. Give it a couple of months and you'll see me sniffing around all the sidelines in Auckland, um, down at Blues training and everything. <laughs> Be honest with us, Johnny. Are we going to see you turn out for the Vipers playing Premier Rugby this season? Well, I was going to say yes. After I did my first running session in 2024, I'll be lucky to make the development team at this stage. Um, she was a whole hard old slog in, in the heat, but um, you know, I've got a, I played that, I packed the park and ended the month down in Invercargill. So um, that will be a real test of the old uh, lungs. So, you know, if I can score a hat-trick there, surely, you know, I'll be looking to pick something <laughs> up super rugby. Well, that was, again, our next question, mm-hmm. Johnny. I mean, yes, you've got this new job and what have you, but props and someone like yourself, who's always been a wonderful athlete and kept himself in great shape uh, somehow, even with your diet, uh, is there a chance that, the Crusaders or the Blues or, hey, maybe any of them come knocking, you'd say, oh, yeah, I could give you six weeks here or there? Yeah, of course, mate. You know what I mean? I'm the man of the people. I'll play for any of those four super teams, you know what I mean? Either one, um, <laughs> can't find the Bombays. But, um, you know what I mean? You never know. If, like, obviously, it was a funny story last year, but uh, rugby's a funny sport. And, you know what I mean? I'm just glad to be back in New Zealand, but I'll be more happy to be... Um, having a cold pine and, a, and a watching the game from the sideline then running in between the lines. So is coaching something that you're looking to get into in future, like a, a scrum coach? What makes a good scrum coach? Surely any prop can, can be a scrum coach because you guys know what's going on down there and no one else does. Oh, yeah. Like, end of the day, you just bend over and push, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Beaver's, like, kicking. Like, you put the ball in the tee and you kick it and you hope it goes over. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I heard you talking about Bath and, you know, Finn Russell, you know, he's mostly the one guy that's got a better kicking stat than Beaver at Bath Rugby. 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a simple game, old rugby, and coaching is something I'm going to look to get into. But now nah, I have plenty of time left, enjoying my time at Varsity here and um, getting things done. Now, Johnny, something that's been all through the news and, uh, this week, and, and it's something that I thought you would have a very uh, a good view on, is obviously new all-black regime, Razor, who you, you were coached by last year for a bit, his potentially, and I guess behind the scenes, trying to continue to work on the concept of picking players from overseas. You obviously left well and truly in your prime as a current all-black and, and chose to take take the deals overseas, uh, which obviously have their benefits. We left at the same time, Beaver. We did, we did. Yeah, but, but Beaver was a has-been and you were at your peak. <laughs> I was, I was already on my the way World out. Cup winning gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was already on my way out, Johnny. Uh, but you certainly had years to go if you wanted as an All Black and probably All Black years were in front of you. However, we all got offered whatever we got offered. You obviously got offered the uh, the Rory deal in Ulster. But when you look at it now, can you see any merit in saying, yep, let's open the doors to overseas players? Or even you, who was probably a victim of not being able to get picked can understand that we've got to stay hard and fast on this rule and if you want to keep the best in New Zealand then we've got to use the black jersey to, to be that that carrot yeah like obviously I would have been a bit old school but I think coming back to New Zealand and playing that uh, playing for the BOP in that provincial union game and uh, NPC I reckon you got, they got to open up the gates and um, free up some of that money you know what I mean um, other teams are doing it uh, you know, if we lost 10, 15 players overseas from Super Rugby, but still available for the All Blacks, it won't be the end of the world because there's so much talent in that NBC, but there's no budget for them. So hopefully that would free up money, better chance for those boys making Super. Then we would hopefully keep a lot of those middle-tier players that we have been losing overseas. You know, the big dogs are the big dogs. They're going to be gone. But hopefully we'll keep a lot of the young guys in the middle tier and really get that Super Rugby going and a better base for the, the All Black coaches. To choose from. That's a really good point is that we've lost a lot of people from that middle tier that can't see themselves in the All Blacks in the next couple of years or have found themselves out of favour like Nani Laumapi who ended up going overseas and then we go a few years later, damn we needed that guy. Open-minded that surprises you Beef. You didn't think John would be open-minded about that idea? Well no, I, I mean I know where I stood on it. Uh, Johnny when you and I mean, it's so many moons ago, but when you made your decision to go overseas, was the, did you think to yourself, right, I'm now deciding on this amount of money versus this amount of all black tests? Or was that, is that how you weighed it up? Uh, I think it was uh, a lot of it was um, my personal situation where I was in the team, but uh, I wasn't playing. I was like the fourth choice so in the stands. So I was playing Super Rugby the rest of the season. I was in international camp, but wasn't actually playing. And we all want to play rugby, don't we? You know what I mean? So yep. I was wasting a good half of the year. Not wasted, but I wasn't playing minutes. And then I was living between All Black camps and NPC um, or ITM back then. So I made the decision, oh, I want to be playing every week. That's what I love. So I went overseas. But you know what I mean? I think now with the times and you know the financial strain on NZR, and I just think... If we open up the gates, yeah, there might be a frenzy for the first 12 months, but then it's just normal, you know what I mean? And these clubs will most probably pull back the money because they know that these All Blacks have to go back to New Zealand for international, so that might take a little 10% off the top, you know what I mean? Because normally when they sign these All Blacks, uh, they're there for good, they can't go back, they're there 12 months of the year, but now they have to go back for internationals. That might um, slow things down overseas money-wise as well.
Now, for, just to clear up for some of our listeners who might be a bit younger than uh, the people talking right now, uh, Johnny talked about being the fourth prop. Well, back then it was squads of 22 were uh, the game day, so you only had one prop on the bench and not like the two where they completely roll out a new front row just after half time. Um, but, uh, Johnny, okay, with that in mind, when you were overseas and your time overseas, what All Black was over there that you would have been like, I tell you what, having seen him, you'd rush him straight back in. Was it Piatau? Obviously, you were you were with him at Bristol, weren't you? Oh, yeah, he's flying, you know what I mean? But, geez, they had some players back home too, and you know what I mean? I think when yeah. Charles left, when guys leave, there's other people that step up, and, you know, we worry about if it was Richie gone to Japan or other guys leaving, there's going to be kids who will tear up Super Rugby and, you know, not... Say Richie won't ever play for this game, but it'll be well. We'll live without him. You know what I mean? We can deal without him. Same with you know the, the young kid from the Hurricanes, Aaron Smith leaving. You know, there's always going to yep. be someone backing him up and ready to go. So I think it'll be luxury and you know having options to choose from overseas. But you know, I think that might be the expectation where I'm sure they'll still look to choose from New Zealand, New Zealand players first, and then if there's holes to fill, or if there's someone that we're desperately short in position, then maybe they can pick those boys from overseas. But if they don't have the option, then we're a bit stuffed, aren't we? You're a smart man, John. You're a smart man. Um, now I'm going to take <laughs> this conversation somewhere completely different. Pre-season, we've seen it with the All Blacks this week. We've seen it with Super Rugby. What's the hardest pre-season thing you've ever done? Did you do those sand dunes out in Bethel's when the Blues used to do those? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done them all. Curse, mate. Like, it all goes back <laughs> around. I've seen the Blues doing the mud run. I was like... Did that 2024, you know what I mean? Or 2004. <laughs> you know Didn't I mean? they throw mud us off the there. Navy as Colts, Johnny? Didn't they throw us off That's the Navy yeah, depot yeah, there yeah. and mud run there? I remember that. Yeah, with Harvey D jumping the mud. Obviously, it was too deep. We all got stuck straight away and a 20 minute <laughs> mud run turned right. to an hour. <laughs> um, Why you got stuck in the people. mud? <laughs> well, it was a real like, bottleneck at the start and then guys were jumping in but then 20 guys got stuck and we couldn't move anywhere um, but you know it's all fashion isn't it oh run into mud class do some sand shoes class it's all been done before Chris like there's only so many times you can run around a football field I'm just waiting for the 3k time trial to come back bring it back bring it back oh beaver speciality <laughs> now uh, on behalf of the run home Johnny it's going to be it's an obvious question that none of us have asked yet. How far is this year's employment uh, situation from the offices of ours at uh, in Parnell there at the bottom of the Strand? Because we're going just looking for that half-hourly weekly segment, aren't we, Kirst, that Johnny will come in and analyse all things for us? Yeah, it's perfect. Well, you 10 know, minutes, what my it? services are a strong demand. I'd tell you who's come by the club, old James McCurney came back and Come past the odd varsity club today, trying to offer me sky gigs. So, you know what I mean? Oh, um, oh, it's a street yeah. fight out there at the moment. It's a street fight. I tell you what, times are tough, mate. Um, <laughs> you know, he uh, whips my big guy with us. We'll find something in the closet, and the prize, and the prize, and the prize uh, cupboard. We'll find something to pay there you. weekly, you find weekly a, half a mad butcher voucher somewhere, no doubt. <laughs> Beaver will be down at the club next minute trying to get the bar manager to have grins on tap. Don't worry, oh, I'm ahead That'll be the next thing. Ahead. That'll be the next time you hear from him. Yeah, yeah, 10 minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Correct. Uh, Johnny, uh, thank you again, as always, for coming on our show. Brilliant insights into all things your life and what it's like to be an overseas player and your thoughts on that, which is the, the sporting topic of the week, mate. So uh, all the best on that uh, developing running campaign, and uh, I'm sure Auckland Club Rugby will see the bar manager from Varsity out there playing in the Gallagher Shield final this year. Oh, you know it. All right. Well, thank you, team. All the best and have a great day.